This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Well, hey, hey, listener, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your hostess, Lisa Carpenter, and I'm so grateful to have you here again. And today I have brought in another very special guest. Uh, this is actually a member of my team who I've known for many years now. We've gotten to be you know, great friends and we are colleagues. We share the same mastermind together. And I hired her to support me in my business. Now, her name is Stacy Harris, and she is the founder and CEO of a podcast production agency called Uncommonly More. Now, before you switch off, though, if you're not a, a business owner, we're going to dive into a really great conversation. So I want you to hang out and take a listen because we're talking all about imperfect action getting started. And it has nothing to do with whether or not you're running a business. It really has to do with, are you willing to put down those levels of perfectionism and control so you can just move forward and how important it is to stay present to your emotions and when to know that it's time to ask for help. So Stacy brings her decade of digital marketing experience paired with her background in audio engineering to lead her team in supporting podcast hosts, just like myself in using their podcast to generate and nurture their potential clients. Because if you're tuning in, you may be thinking about working with me one day. So we really want to make sure that this podcast is a way to nurture you and for us to connect. And even if you never end up working with me, I want to make sure that you get tremendous amount of value from this podcast. And that's what Stacy and her team helps me deliver. So she really has come on board as this strategic podcast production house for my brand, because I was ready when I hired her, I was ready to build a bigger impact, to make a bigger impact in the world. So she is supporting me in marketing with integrity while I share my message in my way. And I love that. She really puts a focus on people first and the team supports me by building strategies, supporting me building strategies that help me get the growth that I want to see within my business and within my audience. And I'm so grateful to have her on my team. So you might be listening and you might have your own podcast. You might be a, an entrepreneur or a business owner who maybe is thinking about launching a podcast, or maybe it's time to up-level your podcast if you already have one. If that is the case, make sure you listen to the entire episode because we're going to talk about some amazing, amazing things. 
And you can find out more and connect with Stacy and her team at Uncommonly More at uncommonlymore.com or over on Instagram at Uncommonly More. So without further ado, enjoy this conversation between Stacy and myself all about how you can just take imperfect action and what's possible on the other side when you're just willing to start. You're going to learn all about the origin of this podcast, especially if you are a relatively new listener, maybe you haven't gone back to some of those early episodes. So enjoy the episode and I will see you next time. Oh my goodness. So you guys are joining both me, obviously, Lisa, and the Stacy Harris. Uh, and we're just going to have a really candid conversation. We've been friends, colleagues, uh, supporting each other for quite a while now. Stacy is part of my podcast team now, which we're going to talk a little bit about. We're going to talk a little bit about imperfect action. We're going to talk about marrying facts and feelings. And we're actually recording this so that it can be shared on both of our platforms, which I also think is really cool because you know, so many people get caught in it. It has to be new. It has to be this way. And God, I used to be like that. And now I'm like, how can I repurpose everything? How can I make one thing and have it work like a million ways and giving zero, you know, what's about that. So I'm super happy to be hanging out with you this morning, Stacy. So I always love hanging out with you. So this is fun. I also, I want us all to create less stuff. <laughs> And so if we can sit down and bang out two episodes in one chunk of time, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. So for the people who are listening on my platform, Stacey, can you tell everybody who you are and what you do? Sure. I am, in fact, the Stacey Harris. I own a podcast production agency, which is basically a really snooty way of saying I help people create audio content and distribute it in a way that actually moves listeners from consumption to purchase. We talk a lot about uh, strategic content and content for the sake of sales and not content for the sake of continuing to run in that magical hamster wheel of creation that I think in some ways gives us these little micro dopamine releases, but then actually gives us no real results in our business. We'll talk more about that with facts and feelings, but yeah, that's what we do. We spend all day supporting service-based and coaching and consulting kind of businesses with educating their audience into a purchase. So that's what, that's what we do. And you're not a newbie. Cause you've been been for a long time, right? Because when I first met you, I'm like, I know you and I know exactly what you do because you've always been so clear in your communication and your message. It's always made it super easy for me to refer you because I know exactly what you do and how you do it. I will never, ever forget that because it was the first time we'd ever met in person. Gosh, it was like four or five years ago now, but it was the first time we'd ever met in person. You're like, oh, I know who you are. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I thought it was so fun because uh, I knew who you were. And I was like, she knows me. Uh, yes, I've had a podcast for eight years this fall. Uh, we just released 535, I think, uh, wow. 535 episodes. And I actually, I mean, I've been doing audio even longer than that. I actually have, my degree is in audio engineering. <laughs> And so it's very that. funny because I took a detour into to marketing and specifically social media. And so it's funny now as we come in, I've, I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years now, this month was 10 years. 
it's funny to realize that I did actually loop around to use the degree that I have. <laughs> it took a while to get there, <laughs> but I did somehow accidentally end up using it. <laughs> we, between you and I, right. Cause I've been coaching now for gosh, over 20 years. I was actually thinking about this the other day, you know, talking about facts and feelings. Cause as you know, I'm in contest prep. So right now the rule is Lisa cannot trust her thoughts or her emotions, right? Like acknowledge them and then dismiss them. And I got into this story of like, I don't know what I'm talking about. False, false. I've been doing this for over 20 years. And I started thinking about how many clients I've worked with, how many hours I've logged as a coach. And it really actually like blew my mind. So I personally love working with people who have been, you know, mastering their craft over the years. And I know, you know, on the interwebs, there's a lot of like new people showing up and kudos to all the new people. Like if you're starting a new business, that's great. And there's something to be said for when you're hiring people to look for people who have the experience in the areas you don't have, which is one of the reasons why laughing about this, why I reached out and said, Stacy, like, I actually want to hire you to be on my team because my podcast is now, I don't know, is it two? It might be two years old, might be coming up yeah. on two years. Wow. Right around. We should yeah. make a note of that. <laughs> we should make a note of that. See, these are the things that other people make a thing about. And I am like, it doesn't matter. Like every week I'm going to show up, whether it's, you know, years or whatever. But when I started my podcast, speaking of imperfection, the reason I started my podcast was because social media was driving me crazy. Instagram with their 15 second clips. And for anybody who's listening to me for a while now, I'm very long winded. I've got lots of stories I want to tell. And it was literally taking me like 30 minutes to get an Instagram story up because I'd have to like chop it up. And I'm kind of back to doing that right now as well anyways, but I digress. So I decided that I was just going to start a podcast and I was going to talk about whatever the hell I wanted to talk about whenever I wanted to talk about it. The only caveat for me was that I had to, to get out an episode every week. It didn't matter if I was on vacation. It didn't matter if I was, you know, on a beach somewhere, which grilling chicken, grilling chicken. We're going to talk about that episode. (laughs) It was just a matter of like, get the content out there. And what I see so many people, especially in business, and I know you see this with podcasting, is everybody wants things perfect before they start. And then they hide behind, like, I have to have the perfect graphic. I have to have the perfect person to do my sound and the this, the that. And I did it really messy. So that episode that we're talking about, I don't know what episode number it is. We can probably link it in the show notes, but I was on vacation. So it must've been around August. I was answering a listener's question while grilling my chicken. And then a freaking train went by. So there's like train sounds <laughs> in the background. And I just hit publish on it anyways. And I was doing my podcast. It was hosted on Anchor. It still is. Set it up all by myself. Had no idea what I was doing. Figured out the graphics by myself and literally record and go. There was no intro. There was no outro. There was no purpose. There was no, it was just, I am going to talk. And that's how I started my podcast. And we got over, I don't know how many listeners we have now or downloads. See, I don't even know my data. We should probably talk about that. But in giving myself permission to record an episode like that, like anything after that episode is like polished. 
Right. Well, here's, here's the thing. I think we do this in lots of places in our life. And I actually use you as an example a ton mm-hmm. when I get on calls with podcasters who are just, just not ready to work with us. And then I talk about, you kind of first have to prove you're going to show up for the thing to yourself. It makes it a ton easier to make the investment. It makes it a ton easier to trust that there will be an ROI in whatever you're doing. Certainly, specifically in podcasting, I see this a lot. But seriously, last week, I told somebody, I was like, get Anchor, plug your headphones into your phone and prove to yourself that once a week, you can go and record and just start seeing what you want to talk about. Just start seeing what it feels like to to do it. Because here's the hard truth of it. Almost no one listens to the beginning of our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, And your 50th episode isn't any better when you wait to do it. Like, it's just, it's not like your first episode suddenly going to be as good as episode 100 would have been. The first episode will always suck no matter how long you wait. And so find ways to just start. And again, I think this idea that is most universal for me is this idea of proving I can show up for myself, proving that I can come in and find something to say for 20 minutes a week, once a week, which by the way, we can literally all do. But I think that's such an important part of of it. And I think that only comes through imperfect action. And by the way, you only really decide what you like about your show and what works or doesn't work in your show by taking the imperfect action, by showing up and recording at the grill with the train going by and seeing what happens. And I am curious, has anyone ever emailed you and complained about the sound quality on that episode or the train? Never. I've never had anybody reach out to me. No, that's not true. I had one client say something to me once about my audio. And I said to I said to him, but you listened anyways, right? And he said, well, yeah. And the, the way that I look at it, you know, my brand specifically, because I work with women on letting go of this idea, it has to be perfect. That really kept me trapped in my life for so long. Like if I could just look perfect and be perfect, nobody will see that I'm insecure. So I work with a lot of women around this. It's a big part of my brand is just like, go do it. Like, just let it be messy. So I will record in my car. I will record coming out of the gym. I will record with the top down, the top up outside. I mean, I think the last episode I sent to you, I'm like, oh my God, you know, they're mowing the lawn now, right? Like right in the middle of the recording, they start (laughs) mowing the lawn. I'm like, whatever, Lisa, just keep going. Because the people who resonate with my message, they may not love the audio, but they'll listen. And those are my people. My job isn't to make everything perfect. My job is to be me a hundred percent, be real. And if somebody listening doesn't resonate with my message or they don't like my audio, they're not my people. So we've definitely up-leveled, you know, when I made the decision to hire you and your team, it in part, it was like, help me clean up the audio. Cause I'm going to mm-hmm. be recording messy. But part of it was also just allowing myself to be supported and not having to do everything myself anymore. Not that it was hard, but it was just that one more thing on my to-do list every week that I didn't want to do. Well, and I think you got to a point with your show and I think this happens about the year point. I think if you're look if you're somebody who's looking for a check-in point with something, I always go either 90 days, 6 months or 12 months depending on the thing I'm trying. With a podcast, I don't think it's it's out of bounds to sort of 
do it dirty for a, for six months to a year. But if you hit 12 months with something and you know, this is something I want to move through specifically with the podcast and can say, this is something that is helping me get clients. This is something helping me get, you know, this thing is serving the purpose it's intended to serve in my life or business. Then it's time to get support with it because you either need to take whatever it is you're doing to the next level. So we talk a lot about taking podcasts from good to great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're cleaning up the audio. We're building in some more marketing assets to make it easier for our clients to share the show. Um, We're optimizing show notes so that we're, you know, more easily getting episodes found via search, things like that. We're taking something that already works and we're making it better. Right. If you'll come to the point where you can go, okay, so is this a thing I want to keep doing? Great. Then let's make it better. Or I've been trying this for a while and I'm not getting the results I want. Don't then add money to the situation. (laughs) Don't then go, so let me just hire my way out of this thing that doesn't work. No, go do a new thing. (laughs) Right. So there's the, there's the facts and the feelings part, right? Because for me, launching the podcast was really about working through the emotional discomfort around saying, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to stay committed to it every week. What if I don't have anything to say? What if nobody listens? What if nobody downloads? Like there's all this stuff. And again, I see this happen time and time again, people decide, well, I need the perfect website. I need the perfect podcast. I need the perfect photos. I need everything to look perfect before I can go out and help people. And starting my podcast was just about just go do the thing. And uh, in doing the thing, I found out that people do want to hear what I have to say and that it what like I loved it. I love that I have a platform where I can just say whatever the hell I want about whatever I want, about whatever topic I want. And the people who are meant to hear it are going to hear it. But what you were talking about was so important is you don't need to invest in all the things right out of the gate. And I see so many entrepreneurs and business people spending money on stuff because they're trying to avoid feeling the discomfort instead of looking at the data and say, does the data support me investing in this so that I can take this to the next level? And by the time I hired you, I had amazing downloads. I was happy with the traction the podcast was getting. And I really did need some support around, okay, I've been doing this for a while. What am I talking about now? And where am I leading people? And how can I use this platform to reach more people? So I think it's so important that everybody takes a step back and says like, what is it that I really need in this moment to move the needle forward? Well, and I I think one of the things that we don't talk enough about when we're in that initial emotional discomfort of trying the thing is the thing we're buying of going through the imperfect action and the discomfort is data. The fact of the matter is, is we don't have facts to give an expert or give a support person if we don't yet have data. And so often we have podcasters who will book a call with me or who'll reach out in DMs and say they want to start a podcast, but they have no data around how they currently sell their thing. They can't tell me how they're currently getting results. Then no amount of, of investment with us in a podcast is going to be better or worse because you don't have enough information for us to be making tactical and strategic decisions. So, you know, I often struggle through that discomfort of, of the imperfect action. You know how little I like to feel the discomfort or really anything um, except joy and wonder. 
And I know, I tell myself every time, this is me buying data. This is me buying information because I know I want to have some fact. So I'm going to sit in the feeling so that I can have fact. Because if I don't do one, I'm not going to get the other one. Right. And I, I don't think we, we acknowledge what a gift that is to our business for us to acquire that data so that we can make strategic decisions. Cause that's how we buy more time on the other side. That's how we buy better results. That's how, that's how we do it is we send enough, we spend enough time in that feeling to get to the fact. Right. And that, that is still an uncomfortable place for me to be mm-hmm. right. So, you know, I kind of, <laughs> I'm going to hire Stacy and it's going to be butterflies and rainbows. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you're like, you need to batch your episodes and where are we <laughs> yeah. leading people and what do you want to give them? And what are you launching in the fall, Lisa? And how are you wanting to support people? And I was like, what? You don't understand. Like, I'm just winging it. Whatever comes through, comes through. And there was a, a, a huge level of discomfort. And I still don't love, love batching, which, you know, uh, no, but I'm going to keep making you do it. <laughs> it's getting easier and easier. It just, you it's know, a muscle. Yeah. 2020, <laughs> 2021, right. There's uh, inspiration has been relatively low. Speaking of the feelings, right. Yeah. In fairness, you started batching at a time where all of us got uncreative, <laughs> right? I'm like, I got nothing. I don't know what I'm going to talk about because I'm just going to go off on a tangent. But even with that, you know, in having your team now, it's having a clear direction around, okay, this is, this is where we want to go. How can I create content that is going to support how I want to support my people so that it, it makes sense? And it doesn't mean I can't go off on tangents about other things. These are things that we can you know put in the podcast episode bank, but it, it just allows me to have more focus and direction. And the way I look at it now is I wouldn't go into the gym and just wing it every time. And I know a lot of you guys do that in the gym. It's not effective for creating results. So will you stay fit and healthy? Yes. Was my podcast growing because I was just recording episodes? Yes. But there comes a point in time where you have to look at what kind of results do I want to have? You know, I love that people are tuning in every week. I'm so grateful for that. But I want to make sure that people are having the breakthroughs that they need to create a more extraordinary life for themselves, which means I have to put more thought and intention into the content that I'm putting out in the podcast. And it's funny because it makes me think of something we started talking about before we we started recording about, so I hurt my back a couple of weeks. I'm Mm -hmm. currently rehabbing my back. (laughs) And if I just went in and winged it, I would like, have marked the box that said workout, I would have gotten a sweat in, I would have burned some calories, I would be somewhat stronger, but without a plan, I'm not going to help my back. And in fact, I might be detrimental to my back. Correct. (laughs) And the same is true with the podcast. Like those, you know, we call them only with Lisa rogue episodes. (laughs) I have my own folder where I just she drop does. rogue episodes. She is our in. only, she is our only client that has a folder called rogue episodes. And it is. And those rogue episodes are great. They're why these strategic episodes work, right? Because we're connecting and we're staying in commitment and we're staying consistent and we're, we're, we're showing up for our people. But if we don't also have those strategic points in there, we're just sort of spinning right. around and we can say we did it and we can check the box and everything will keep moving forward, but we're never going to get to a result. We're never going to get to people in a program, people on a sales call, people on a client list, which 
for people like you who actually care about their clients means those clients also sit in consumption of content instead of in results for themselves. And so what is your lack of strategy costing your clients? That's exactly right, right? It's great that I inspire people, but at the end of the day, I don't want them to just be inspired. I want them to move into action, like I said, to create a better life for themselves. You know, the other thing is around support. You know, one of the things that I do for my clients, which they often struggle with, is allowing themselves to be supported, allowing themselves to receive support. And there's my house cleaner vacuuming. So like, this is how it rolls people. She's supposed to be here on Wednesday. She's here on Thursday. I'm so grateful. My house will be clean. Best day of the week uh, by far. So, you know, allowing them to be supported and learning to be supported. So during this season in my business, where it's really focused on, you know, booking clients for the fall, focusing on getting on stage right now, one of the things that I've loved, and I said this to you before we hit record is like, it's just, it's taken care of. If I don't record any episodes, you and your team have gone back into, you know, the two years plus of episodes I've done pulled out episodes that are relevant to the direction that I'm moving in and you've repurposed them. And you know what? Nobody cares because if somebody has listened to the episode before, one, they probably need to listen to it again because they're going to hear something they didn't hear the first time. They're listening with different ears. (laughs) Different ears. And I've got a lot of new listeners all the time. And like you said, they're not going to go back to episode six, even though episode six was like a bomb episode. I don't know what episode six was. We're going to link to episode six now just for fun. I don't even know what it is. But that's what I mean around that, you know, imperfect action but also allowing myself to be supported and not gripping so tightly to control. And that's another behavior that so many people get into. They want to control all the pieces, but in trying to control all the pieces, they end up having no control and uh, they get stuck not moving forward because they, you know, they can't make decisions. I actually just sent an email this morning to my list about this because we're, we're playing with a little, little, mini offer for people. Cause I was bored and thought it would be fun being, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> my desire to create fun is usually building something new in an afternoon. Uh, and I sent him an email this morning and I, it, cause we got, we've been doing our quarterly check-ins with our clients and, and we had a, a client the other day talking about that our show's fun again, because like she can just sit and record. And it made me think of the fact that when you're in the endless cycle of whatever you're in right now. So for our clients, that's the the endless production cycle of the podcast. Think of a thing, record a thing, upload a thing, tell people to go listen to the thing, repeat. Because by the time you get to the end of the list, it's time to start the list again. And when you don't have support, it is impossible to do your most important job, which is to step out of the process and evaluate. To make sure that the direction you're moving in (laughs) is the direction you want to go. Think of it like a road trip. You get on the road and you just start driving. At some point, you do need to reference, I mean, now not a map so much as the lady in my dashboard who yells at me when I turn wrong. But but I have to evaluate, am I going the right place? Am I not going the right place? And, And when you don't have support, it gets real hard, if not impossible, to step out 
and evaluate not just the facts, but your feelings. Like, how do I feel about this show? How do I feel about this process? So that you can evolve your process. There are times where I batch like crazy. There are times where I record one episode a week because that is all of the energy I have to expand per week. And so we, we move back and forth. And I can do that because regularly I step back and I evaluate my facts and feelings because I have a team that produces my podcast too, although that took longer than it should have, but that's a story for another day. Yes. But it, it's true. When we, when we have that support, it is what allows us to be present to what's possible with the thing we're doing. It allows us to see results from our actions. Right. So what I love about you and I, and this is something we both had to make peace with mm-hmm. talking about this is that you typically default into, I just want to know the facts, give me the data. You know, Stacy will geek out over setting up a spreadsheet, whereas it's taken me like years to get a spreadsheet. And then she puts me into like my board with the spreadsheets and I'm like, don't I revoke my access? I don't want to see this. Just tell me what I you have six do. ways you can look at the spreadsheet on right. the board. We will find you a flavor you have like. <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm just going to, the only thing I need to know is my rogue folder. That's it. That's all I need to know. That is why you have a right folder. You have one place to go. Right. And then I've got my team who can answer my questions for me. But I typically default into the emotions, right? So you've had to learn to step back and go, okay, I've got the data, but where are my emotions getting in the way? Because I'm defaulting into the data and I'm not tuning into how I'm feeling. Whereas I've had to learn like, okay, Lisa, you're in your feelings, but can we look at the data first? And then make decisions from that place, as opposed to making them all from how I feel. Because again, you know, feelings are not facts and data doesn't always tell you the whole truth. Like you can, your podcast can be growing leaps and bounds, but if you hate doing it every week, it's soul sucking. You, it doesn't matter what the data is telling you. You have to check in and say like, is this something I want to keep doing? Oh yeah. Cause if you hate it, it will never be the thing that will get you results in the way of you creating content the way you love. And this is why I talk all the time. I get so mad because I spending so much time in podcast related things. I get a ton of podcast related services ads and regularly I get these $97 courses and I'm like trying to contain my rage right now around how you have to have a podcast because it is the marketing of the future and it is the only way anyone's going to get clients and it's nonsense. Like it's utter nonsense. You will get clients in whatever way that you consistently show up and educate them towards the purchase. That could be a blog. That could be social. That could be a pot. That could be cold calls. So just businesses, it could be lots of things. I don't know anyone who enjoys cold calls though, but you, if you hate it, if it is an uphill battle to get it done every time, it's just never going to, it's never going to perform the way you want it to. And you're absolutely right. I 100% have to go cool. So how do I feel about this? (laughs) Like, this is all here because, because it's, it's easy to hide in the numbers. It's easy to say there's X amount of, of, you know, podcast listeners, 52% of households are listening to podcasts or whatever data it was that I read this morning in a really geeky breakdown about podcast stats. That's irrelevant. If those aren't my clients, like that's not where the people who I talk to are spending their time. If they're one of the other 48%, right. But also if I hate it, if it is something where I'm always going to feel bad, it's it's not going to work. But you also have to be really honest with yourself about 
finding that middle spot. You know, before we started recording, I was talking about this. I oftentimes will now slide the other way because I, thanks to Lisa's bullying slightly, I have done a lot of work around my feelings in the last two years specifically. And so now I can feel myself sometimes slide that other way and I'll be like, wait, 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 overcorrecting, overcorrecting. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Now we have too many feelings. We need to adjust the percentages. Right. I think that, you know, everything you said there was so valid. And I want people to take away the message that there is no right or wrong way. And this, it comes to like business, podcasting, writing, Life. exercise. Like if you hate lifting weights and you love Zumba, then go to Zumba. Like it's more important that you move your ass than it is like getting it right. But it, it's finding what really makes you feel good. And then if you're looking for specific results and you're going to Zumba and you're loving it, but it's not getting you the results. Okay. Well, what is going to feel as great as Zumba? but is actually going to get me the results that I want. So you, you marry the two, but that takes practice. And, you know, both you and I have gone through the process of burning our businesses down for the most part, navigating the incredible discomfort of everything that comes with that from releasing revenue to releasing clients, to working through the messiness of, messaging when you're trying like, you know, the whole phase of like, what am I even doing? What am I here? What am I saying? Does anybody care? Like <laughs> the head trash around that to finding your way. And I know one of the things that I appreciate about you and that I appreciate about myself is that we figure out our way, not what other people say we should do. So it's not that I'm not open to learning and, you know, curious and willing to hear what other people have to say. But at the end of the day, it comes back to me. What feels good for me around growing my business, connecting with my audience and staying aligned with my soul's work, because that ultimately is what will make things feel light and easy. And I'm not here for the hard anymore. I do enough hard shit in my life. I want my business to feel as light as possible, knowing that there's still going to be hard things that I have to do. Well, and, and, I agree. And, and that's something I, I certainly appreciate about us. And I'm going to take it a little bit further, which is I think there are things in business that are going to be hard. There are things that are going to be hard in life. And so I want to check the ease box as often as possible. So I have the energy to show up for the stuff that's inevitably hard. Because we have both been through the head trash of like, what am I saying? What am I doing? What do I sell? Who do I sell it to? Maybe I just started and I don't actually know anything about anything ever. Those days are going to show up regardless of the structure you've built around yourself, whether you're alone, whether you have support, and not just in your business globally and not just in your life globally, but in each of the things. That's one of the reasons I love having support around my show now okay. is because I'll be like, I don't actually think I'm interesting and or funny ever. So um, you want me to sit down and be both interesting and funny while educating and selling someone right now? No. And so, <laughs> and then I get a reality talk from my team and they're like, hmm, actually we could do this or here, let's put out this episode instead or whatever the thing is that I need then. But so often that support for me is a big part of the being able to come back to that I do know what I'm doing. And I think also that building that trust through imperfect action that you will show up for yourself and that it will be okay helps in those moments where I have to come back and be like, no, 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 no. I'm going to do this my way. It's always worked out when I've done it my way. It was funny. I was on a call this week with 
our shared coach, Tara Newman, mm-hmm. who has yeah. also been on this show. Highly recommend you listen to that episode if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also link to it in the show notes. Excellent. But, and and I said, you know, I've been unwrapping some of my own stuff this last year as well. And the thing I wrote down as we were talking was the more myself I am, the more money I make. The more I come back to my instinct, the more I come back to my process, the more I come back to doing things the way I want to do it, the better the results are, the better the payoff, whatever they may be, podcast downloads, performance in the gym, whatever it is. When I come back to being like, this is what I like to do, it always works out. The problem people think they have is not usually the problem. It's never a, that's the problem. It's almost always a you problem. It's not a them problem. It's not a circumstance problem. It's, it's a you problem. And until you know, you're willing to look at your own stuff around things, nothing is going to change. And this is why I talk about like for years, I just threw money at everything, this course, Mm -hmm. that coach, this thing, this widget, because I thought that would get me to where I wanted to be. But that wasn't the problem. It was always a me problem. And if I can just come back home to, you know what, like hit record, put it out there, Lisa. I think there's only been two episodes I've ever recorded where afterwards I was like, maybe not. (laughs) And one of them, I went back and I was like, okay, this is still valid, but how can I clean this up? So I'm not just on a total ranty pants. Like how can I deliver this in a way that it's, it still hits home knowing that I was going to be quite polarizing, but for the most part, I really speak unedited from the heart. And there's been many times where I'm like, God, did I, I just, I really said that. And I really hit publish on it. And that's just the way it is. But that's what connects with my people because there are so many people out there again, you know, trying to invest their way to getting the results they want. And they just need to be themselves, but they don't even know who they are. That feeling, though, of putting out the uncomfortable episodes is another one of the reasons I like support because, you know, I had a client not too long ago who I know whenever she is releasing an episode that's uncomfortable because I get one of those like throw up emojis in my Slack Mm -hmm. where it's just like, I need you to hold my hair. And I love being able to support our podcasters and our clients through that because those episodes regardless of show across the board to every one of our clients are always ones where they come up on sales calls they get emails they're one of the most downloaded episodes like those episodes that make us uncomfortable are generally the episodes that perform really really well and so that's another space where I like I love having that support and trusting that your supports will help you keep the guardrails up so that if something is off the rails, they'll be like, "Mm, actually, wait, this is good, but we need to bring, we need to bring it back to some action. We need to bring it back to some, some solid ground, maybe give it a little, a little foundation. I don't think you've ever had that conversation with me, but I keep kind of waiting for it. I keep waiting for it because every now and then I'm like, oh God, is Stacy's team going to come back at me and say like, are are you sure you want to release this? Honestly, I'm trying to think of with all, with our clients, I think I've had one or two episodes across the board where we've gone back and said, I think we need to clarify, clarify a point. And we've had one episode ever that we've straight up not published. 
Wow. Like we decided to pull it and and they did a whole a whole new version. For the most part, I highly encourage clients to just keep trying. Just keep trying to get me to tell you you can't publish that. <laughs> right. I think it's also really, closer to that edge. Right. I think it's also really important to note that again, coming back to this imperfection, you know, this 20 minute podcast episode that we're recording today, you know, is anybody going to, re- not that we're not memorable, but you know, in five months from now, is anybody going to remember it? Like we are so bombarded with content. So if you're so worried about getting your message perfect, it doesn't matter because people are hearing things like different messages every single day from all the people, like just get your voice out there. And, you know, one of the other things that I really appreciate about what you do is, you know, you've gone through some of my groups and comments and things and said, like, these are some of the topics you need to be talking about. I don't always listen, but when I am not inspired, I can look at the list that you guys have put together around some ideas of where I could go. And oftentimes it's a, it's a jumping off point as opposed to me just sitting in my, like, oh God, I'm talking about this again, still again. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love most about having a strategy. Honestly, I think so often we think about, you know, going in with a strategic purpose means we're going to be boxed in. But I so often think of that strategy as like a platform for me to stand on. This is something for me to pull from. This is here for me, not for you. This is here for me because almost never do I sit down at podcast recording time and I'm just suddenly inspired by a wonderful idea. Like it just doesn't happen. I need a place to go to prompts, if nothing else, to go, hey, these are the things you talk about, Stacey, maybe try one of them. Because I just think some days I'll sit down and be witting and charming and funny just on demand. And that doesn't happen. I need the prompts. I need the starting off stage. And that's why the strategies are so helpful is they they give us they give us that place to start. If, you know, I, I come back to this idea of like rehabbing my back too. If after I'm done doing the things that are going to rehab my back, I'm feeling like super fired up and I want to go do X, Y, Z for, I was going to say 30 minutes of cardio, but never once have I finished <laughs> weight training and been like, you know, what will be fun. <laughs> the let's cardio. Do the cardio. Um, mostly cause I never think, Hey, let's do some cardio, but that's again, a, a song for another day. But if I'm, if I decide if I, I want to go do more, whatever I can go do more, whatever, because I've already started the body is in motion. Things are right. already happening. You know, that idea of if I just do five minutes, I'm just going to do five minutes and then I'll do the 30 minutes of cardio I'm supposed to do. I'm laughing because you're like, you know, when I have my podcast recording time and I'm like, oh yeah, that time I'm supposed to schedule to sit down and batch as opposed to, oh, I think I should record an episode today. I'm ge- After show prep is done, it's going to be more regular on my schedule because it, it does serve me when I have, you know, when I spend some time and just jot down some notes and then sit down and record, you know, two or three episodes back to back. It definitely makes it easier. And then those rogue episodes actually come through faster for me as well. So Stacey, when does somebody know for, you know, so for my people who are listening, who do have podcasts and who are, you know, creating content out on the web or thinking about starting a podcast, when is it the right time for somebody to reach out to you and your team and get support? So it generally falls somewhere between six to 12 months. If you've been doing this six to 12 months and 
it's working and you like it, it's it's time to bring in some kind of support. It could look like lots of things. It could be like sitting down with a content strategist and starting to build out some strategic plan. You know, we've got that option with us as well. Or it could look like full production. I recommend full production. It's just easier. It is. Because uh, <laughs> the strategy is great right up until I hand it back to you and you're like, cool, thanks. I'm going to go not do this. Even I, have now, a, now I, I, know. I have a document from you that you're yeah. like, go do this. And I'm like, oh, two years <laughs> later, we're still working on the damn document. You're like, great. I now have this information, but still no desire to do it. I actually did know this. <laughs> I just, I just wasn't going to do it. I know you're not the only one. Yeah. Uh, and so again, I recommend production, but generally around six to 12 months, it's time to start asking yourself, is this part of my business or do I just like talking to myself alone in a room or having really inspiring conversations with guests? And I want to make this whole thing a hobby, which is totally cool. You do you. I have no problem with it. However, if it is going to be a thing that is a part of your business and is moving you forward and, and has a purpose in your marketing, it's time to reach out and get some support uh, because you need that time back to show up for the clients the podcast is bringing in, to show up for the new creative thing. We have a client who we onboarded um, in April who had been doing her podcast on her own for eight months, same as you, recorded, figured it out on her own, created her, her cover art on her own in Canva, and she did the whole thing. And she wanted to start doing something else. She wanted to start doing videos as well. But the podcast was doing what it was supposed to do. So she handed over production to us. So she had space in her calendar to try this new thing that she wanted to test out. So she could figure out if that was going to be worthwhile enough to hire support down the road. This is textbook, how we should be doing it. And I will be honest, I'm not perfect at it either. But generally, when you're finding those points where you're like, oh, this is working, you're hearing the same episodes mentioned when you get on sales calls or people saying, oh, I found you via your podcast over and over again, it's time to start handing over the production part of it so that you can focus on the show itself. Perfect. That's the thing, you know, we can do things on our own. You know, we've all bootstrapped stuff. There's lots of places totally. in our lives where we, you know, the women I work with are very, very self-sufficient to their detriment. There comes a point in time where when you start to explore, what does it look like to give myself support so I can actually do less? Like that's a big thing for me, right? How can I do less better? One of the reasons why, you know, this journey for me to get back on stage has been so filled with ease because it's not a comfortable process is because there is not a whole lot in my business other than me showing up and working with my clients that I am personally responsible for right now. And even with the podcast saying like, okay, find some things to repurpose and if I record nothing new, no big deal. And if I do record something new, awesome. But there's no pressure on me one way or the other. It's just all these things are off my plate. And that's what's available to us when we allow ourselves to get support instead of believing that you know we're winning some extra badge or award because look at me, I'm doing all the things and I'm saving all the money. So there is a time and place to invest but for me, that was part of the learning process of growing my business was learning when it made sense to invest as opposed to I'm going to throw money at this to try and fix the problem that I'm not really having because I'm the problem. That's not the problem. So I'm just so grateful to have you know you and your team behind me. I love these kind of conversations. Anytime that I can get Stacey to talk about her feelings, it's a good day. Um, it is a win. Right. Sometimes she's even now challenging other people on their feelings. I think you challenged me on our last 
uh, group call together. And I was like, it's, oh, I always, it makes me extra happy when I get oh. to say stuff to you that you have oh. said to me when I'm in it and it annoys me. And I'm like, Lisa, I don't want to hear your facts and your information and your perfectly logical points right now. I'm not available for that. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. I would like you to not be right now. Could you wait and be right later? <laughs> and so oh. I really like when I get to bring them back and dish them back to you. I know. I know. I've I've trained you well, but again, you know, like that's what happens when we surround ourselves with people who balance out the things that we're needing to lean into. Right. Like I've definitely come over the years to really appreciate the data and the strategy as someone who was like, I want to wing it. And I only want to do things I'm inspired to do, which was great. And it kept me broke for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Little results. Right. Which is frustrating. Yeah. I think, I think in a call not too long ago, you also gave me data and facts when I was spitting in feelings. (laughs) I was like, wait, did we have a whole personality swap on our last mastermind call? We might have, but that's what happens when you, you know, show up imperfectly, allow yourself Mm -hmm. to be supported, give yourself what you need and really take responsibility for the areas of your life that you need to grow in. Right. Like it just, it's such a, it's such a game changer. So I've loved having this conversation with you. We should do it more often. We've been wanting to sing praises for a while. And, you know, everybody who listens to my show knows that the only guests that I ever bring on are people who I personally worked with or have a personal relationship with because, you know, I want to give you a platform to have a voice. And I trust the people that I bring on are solid people delivering solid information who are truly committed to helping the people that they're, you know, in service, they're here to be in service to. So it was awesome to have this conversation with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being one of the first people to be like, okay, let's book this. When I was like, who wants me to be on their show? I appreciate you and the I work you're it. doing in the world and the the women who are listening to the show, who are going to choose to show up for themselves with some imperfect action with like anything, like if it's a podcast, cool, but like anything, let's just all do one imperfect thing this week. It really is like, <laughs> Eat something that's a little bit healthier. Go move your body, right? Go to bed a little bit earlier, like anything. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's better that it's just done and and use that momentum to move you forward. And the best part about this episode, I don't have to do, I'm going to click end. Actually, I'm going to click end. You're going to click end. It's your link. I don't have to do anything. I literally just had to show up, which is so awesome. So thank you. Thank you, Stacey. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to hang out with you. Thank you. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt that total soul-wrenching, undeniable pull that something in your life needed to change? Listen up, you can be incredibly successful and yet not see yourself as successful. In fact, for many of my clients, it takes me pointing out that they're high achievers for them to even see this in themselves. Most of my clients have never taken the time to pause and acknowledge their accomplishments because they're too busy focusing on the next thing they want to get after. I often joke that they set a high bar for themselves, but as soon as they get close to reaching it, they simply raise the bar. Perhaps you can relate. It's the never ending cycle that perpetuates the story that they're not there yet. More often than not, they also genuinely believe they haven't done enough. You 
probably love setting and accomplishing goals, have no problem getting things done, know what it means to embrace the hustle, and working your ass off might be your status quo. What the women who are part of my community come to realize is that no amount of doing is going to give you the feeling of fulfillment you're looking for. What makes this realization more painful is feeling the impact your choices are having on your physical and emotional well-being. The deep gut level knowing that you need to make a change in your life has nothing to do with how much you've accomplished on paper or how successful you appear to someone looking at you from the outside. You might be feeling burnt out because you struggle with boundaries that support you feeling good. Maybe you have a gorgeous, healthy family, but don't feel like you're really connected to your kids. Maybe you're slowly starting to realize that you're overly dependent on that glass of wine to unwind, catch yourself mindlessly eating, or worse yet, forgetting to eat. Coffee is a staple and hours can disappear as you scroll social media mindlessly. You're probably burning the candle at both ends because when everyone goes to bed, you stay up late to have you time. Basically, you're starting to realize you're numbing your way through life and that you are the last thing on the list of your priorities. No matter what you've accomplished, there's something deep down in your soul that is screaming out for more and you won't be satisfied until you can figure out what that is. If you're listening to this podcast, I can guess that you've already taken the first steps in recognizing the transformation you're seeking isn't going to be found in doing more, but in discovering why you're so addicted to your doing in the first place. You're probably also realizing that if you don't start to make caring for your emotional and physical well-being a priority, things are only going to get worse. Lasting transformation doesn't happen overnight, and it often doesn't happen without support. They're called blind windows for a reason. I've made it my personal mission in life to support women trying to create an extraordinary life of their own choosing. That's why, in addition to this podcast, I send out powerful emails to help you navigate life as an ambitious, driven, high-achieving woman so that you can make the positive changes you need to thrive in your life. Join me for this journey towards what it looks like to love what you do, but love yourself more by signing up for my email list. You'll get first access to resources I've created to support you. Plus, I'll let you know about new podcast episodes, coaching opportunities, and more. Go to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash sign up today and join my community of women who want to live a more empowered and fulfilling life. This is your next step to choosing to make you a priority. I'm Lisa Carpenter, and thank you again for listening to the Full Frontal Living Podcast.